What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 122. And we are talking Mega Man fucking 3, one of the all-time classic games from one of the all-time classic consoles. Uh, We talked Mega Man 2 way back on episode 5 of Remember the Game, and now 117 episodes later, literally more than two years after we talked Mega Man 2, we're going to talk the game that is most most frequently compared slash debated uh, against it, which is Mega Man 3. They're kind of like the, the little brother, older brother, which one's better, you know, it's, eh, are Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, it's, maybe that's a bad comparison, because I think we all know who the better Manning is, and I'm just going to leave it at that, uh, but anyway, I think most Mega Man fans, myself included, uh, would put Mega Man 2 and Mega Man 3 as the top two Mega Man games, at least from the original uh, series, not counting like Mega Man X. Uh, I would also sprinkle Mega Man 9, in there and that would be my top three but that's a discussion for another day maybe someday i'll do an expansion pass and i'll rank all the original mega man games i'm a i'm a big mega man fan i've played all 11 of the core games many many times i love talking about the blue bomber on here he's my main or one of my two mains in smash brothers i'm all about mega man and it's about goddamn time that we talked about this gem of a video game my buddy and friend of the show Uh, Not friend of me, but friend of the show. Uh, Bradley McHugh is my guest again this week, and we had a nice long chat about Mega Man 3 that I'm really excited to share with you guys. And speaking of nice and long, first it's time for our fabled Remember the Game intro, baby. And for the second week in a row, I have something serious to address before I get into the rest of the normal shenanigans that we do in the weekly intros. Uh, Last week, I read a review from Stefan779988 where he gave the show one star out of five and he called me a rambling idiot. And the fallout from this is still ongoing. So just, if you don't know, he slammed the show because the intro for the episode he listened to was 31 minutes. Uh, although now listen, if had he listened to the intro, he would have known that every week, including this week, I mentioned that I leave timestamps in the description box for all of you so that you can just skip to whatever part of the show you want to do. And that takes time out of my schedule because I have to sit down and go through my own MP3 file and figure out where each segment begins and ends and then put it in the description and everything. But I fucking do that for you guys because I care about you guys and I know that you don't want to fucking listen to everything that I talk about every week. And for the record, I'm able to do that because I don't put pre-generated ads in my podcast that they're going to insert wherever they want. And then I don't know what time everything starts and ends on the show because I don't want you to have to listen to those and because I'm a bad businessman. All right. So first of all, Stefan, suck on that. Now, a lot of you have reached out with kind words. Okay. And thank you all very, very much for that. I promise It's going to take a lot more than a bad review from the city of Great Britain calling me a rambling idiot to hurt my feelings, okay? My girlfriend has been doing that for 15 years. You're not going to hurt my feelings at all. Uh, But thanks to all you that reached out. Special shout out to Herb Smith for for leaving a five-star review also titled A Rambling Idiot. It's the exact same title, but it's five stars instead of one star, which I thought was hilarious. But what I wanted to address this week wasn't necessarily 77799988. It was calling Great Britain a city, calling saying the city of Great Britain. So, because I did that last week, 
when I was referring to Stefan and, uh, and holy hell, I got a lot of messages about it. Some were people laughing. <laughs> a couple of you called Canada a state, like one of the United States, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Well played. Uh, and some of you were just being nice. No one was mad about it, but some of you were just nice. And you pointed out like, Hey Adam, just so you know, uh, Great Britain is not a city. So I just want to clear the air and I want to state for the record and lock this in. Yes. Uh, I know that Great Britain is not a city. It was a joke. I'm not dumb. I know goddamn well that Great Britain is like a continent or something. And I just want to apologize to all of you in the land down under if my joke missed the mark and I offended you not knowing enough about your uh, your land. Okay? But now I'm there. So I know what I'm talking about, you guys. Okay? I fucking graduated high school like a long time ago. I fucking know all about that shit and what's going on. Okay, now, now that that's done and I got that out of the way, let's get into the seamless self-promotion that I always do to start the show. Uh, because if you're hearing this, and then, by the way, if you skip this every week, I change this up every week. I, I, I do my plug, but I find it a new original fun way to do it every week. So fucking just give it a, just, you're probably driving right now or walking your dog or you're stuck at work. What the fuck else are you going to do? You going to talk to your wife or your husband or your kids? No, fuck that. Just listen to me. Um, if you're hearing my voice right now, uh, then you either enjoy my podcasting and what I do, or you've made a horrible mistake. And if it's the second one, I'm sorry. But if it's the first one, then you should really try out my gaming news podcast, Game Patch, as well, if you haven't already listened to it. It's just like this, you know, what with the swearing and the dumb opinions and stuff, uh, except I break down the biggest news in gaming, uh, current gaming instead like playstation xbox nintendo a little bit of pc it's all there you can find game patch wherever you get your podcasts we're also on youtube new episodes go live every single monday morning or sign up for our patreon and get it three fucking days early every week you get me friday in your head instead of waiting until monday to get me in your head and it really is the best possible way to start your weekend and it only costs two bucks and then you get game patch every friday morning instead of waiting until monday plus you get access to our patreon exclusive gaming discussion podcast expansion pass including all the old episodes and we do like game rankings game reviews we talk old consoles new consoles which is something different every week uh so you get access to all old and new episodes of that you can help pick the games that we cover here on remember the game you can submit comments and questions to be read on all the podcasts you get access to our new discord service and most importantly god damn it you can support me and the show, and remember the game industries with the change in your couch. It really fucking helps us. Over 130 of you are doing that now, including our newest Patreons, Tim the Batman Riel. I hope I said your last name right, Tim. I think I did. The Giraffe and Jared. Thank you all so, so much. Welcome to Remember the Game Industries. I like that we have a Giraffe, a Jared, and a Tim. That's fucking, those were three holes we needed to fill on the roster here. Uh, I don't think we had another Tim anyway, uh, but thank you guys so much for signing up. Uh, as I said, you get exclusive access to our weekly exclusive show expansion pass. Last Sunday was episode 32 and we talked about the legacy of the PlayStation two favorite games, stuff like that. A lot of you seem to enjoy it this Sunday for episode 33. I thought we would look back at the generation of gaming that's ending right now. The Xbox one and the PlayStation four, the ups and downs, our favorite games from the generation, stuff like that. Because by next Sunday and episode 34 of expansion pass, the the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X slash S will be out, and what is current-gen gaming right now will be last-gen gaming. 
by then. It'll be retro gaming. PlayStation 4 will be... No, it won't. Uh, I know some people get really mad about throwing around the term retro gaming. But yeah, so the PS4, Xbox One generation will be over. So we'll be going to be looking back at that this Sunday. Uh, also, our Patreon poll for November is live. Every month, uh, our Patreons get to pick one of the games that we cover on Remember the Game. The poll runs until Tuesday. I always run it at the beginning of the month so that you can wait until the first of the month to sign up. Uh, that way, Patreon doesn't ding you for signing up on like the 27th and then they charge you again on the first. So the, the poll is running right now until Tuesday as you hear this. And this month's nominees are Castlevania, Aria of Sorrow on the Game Boy Advance, Spyro 2 on the PlayStation 1, Super Bomberman 2 on the Super Nintendo, Contra Hard Corps on the Sega Genesis, Bully on the PlayStation 2, and Blast Corps for the Nintendo 64. So sign up, two bucks, get like 50 extra podcasts, and you can vote in that and keep us on the air. It may not seem like much. God, it helps me. Sorry the plug is so long each week, you guys. It's, I don't run ads. You guys know that, or very few. That's this is this is my this is the ad. The only ad you have to listen to is me trying to read off of a script. That's all you gotta fucking hear. Uh, and then finally, as always, I uh, stream on Twitch Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sunday nights, normally from eight to eleven p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Look for member the game on Twitch, not remember member the game on Twitch. And there will not be a stream this Thursday, November fifth. Uh, sorry, I'm on the road for comedy. I'm just, there's no way it's happening. I'm not going to be home. Uh, so my apologies, but normally Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sunday nights. Uh, and that's it. That's enough. That's all, that's all my plugs. I promise I'm done plugging. That's all of my blowing myself. Let's blow, uh, some of you guys. Cause it's time to blow in the cartridge. It is the opening segment of our show. I read a few comments and questions from our Patreons, usually gaming related, but not always. And we call this segment blowing in the cartridge. And again, for all you Stefan 779988s out there, uh, timestamps are in the description. If you just want to listen to the Mega Man chat look there it'll tell you what time to skip to I might start making the intro even longer just to fucking spike that guy I'll show him uh but anyway let's blow and we're gonna start with uh, a message from uh, from John Quack over on Patreon who said Activision Blizzard reported their financials from June to September this year which included 1.2 billion dollars in microtransactions what the fuck uh yeah Yeah, $1.2 billion, you guys, in three months. And that's up 69% from last year. Fucking nice. Yeah, 69% from last year. What, like, that's, for all of you that hate microtransactions, which is pretty well everyone in gaming, this is why they're not going away. Like, normally I consider myself pretty on the fence, pretty 50-50 between siding with consumers and between siding with businesses. Like I can usually see things from both perspectives. You know what I mean? Like like uh, like for example, exclusives on consoles. Spider-Man being exclusive to Avengers on PS4, fucking Microsoft buying Bethesda and now maybe Elder Scrolls will be exclusive to Xbox, whatever. All that kind of stuff. I know it's it's frustrating from a consumer perspective, but I get it from a business perspective. So, I can see both sides. But with microtransactions, oh, they're just I fucking I just hate them. Don't we all hate them? Like, and I don't know. I don't know what they sell. I don't play a lot of their games. I don't know if it's fucking loot boxes, which is like the most predatory shit in the fucking world, or like those player packs in sports games where it's like buying packs of cards to try to get players to make your team better. That shit just gets children to gamble and it should be illegal and it's fucking ridiculous. And I don't know if that's what they're selling, if it's like weapons or armor or fucking whatever, or if it's costumes and skins and things, which admittedly, I have way less of a problem with just cosmetic stuff, because you don't have to buy those, that's fucking on you, uh, but like, but that's a lot of money, man, like, microtransactions aren't going anywhere 
with numbers like that. The only way companies will stop putting microtransactions in their games is we is if we stop buying them. And guess what? Based on the fact that Activision Blizzard made over a billion dollars in 90 days selling these, that's not happening. I know we all want them to go away, but every single person listening to this right now, if you were selling a product that was generating a billion dollars in 90 days, you would keep selling your fucking product. Come on now. Listen, I'm not going to bullshit you guys. I was just talking about how I don't have ads on the show. If somebody was like, yo, we'll give you a billion dollars to fucking run eight of our ads through your podcast each week for the next 90 days. I'd be like, I'll run all your ads twice and I'll give you a hand job while I'm fucking reading them for a billion dollars. So I get it. Uh, By the way, if you would like your ads read on the show uh, twice uh, with a hand job, fucking member the game at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. We'll see if we can make that happen. Uh, Dave, thanks for writing in, John. Uh, Dave McGee wrote into us on Patreon and said, totally understand that COVID has thrown a monkey wrench into so many games being released on time, but I have to start to wonder if Cyberpunk being delayed again might actually hurt its sales. Personally, I'm not one of those gamers who gets pissed over delays, but many are. People are going to start wanting to buy for Christmas and might skip over it just to make sure there is something under the tree. Uh, I just need to drink a water after the hand job thing. I'm worn out. I think the delay is absolutely going to hurt their sales for sure. Uh, Dave, no doubt. Uh, launching it like with the, so you guys got to remember. Originally, this game was coming out like fucking April, and then like September, and then November. Now December. Like launching it in November would have been perfect. Like launching it because it was coming out like a week after the PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X and S or something like that. And to me, that was ideal because I bet you, I bet you anything, well over fifty percent of people that bought a PS Five or an Xbox Series X slash S would have bought Cyberpunk 2077 to play on those consoles because it would have been the biggest, coolest game that you could get on those systems, right? Like, people would have bought it. But December 10th, that's a month after those next-gen consoles have been out. And by then, like, no one's going to buy a next-gen console and then not buy a game waiting for Cyberpunk. Like, they're going to find something to play. And, like, that doesn't mean that no one's going to buy Cyberpunk. Like, anyone that wants that game is going to buy it anyway. But any casual gamer that might have just grabbed it on a whim while they were picking up their new console could miss it altogether now. So I do think it's going to hurt some sales. And, I, and I'm not sold that game doesn't get delayed again, at least on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, because they're saying that's what the problem is. It's trying to get it to work on current consoles, right? So I, that's going to fuck them over if they delay it again. Plus, they're out of game of the year contention in a lot of cases and on a lot of big websites and things, and that won't hurt or isn't going to help your sales. Because putting that, dude, you can't tell me if Control hadn't won game of the year from so many people last year that anybody would fucking know what that game is. That would game, I'm not saying control sucks or anything like that but it won game of the year on a lot of sites last year fucking 20 percent of the people that talk about control would be talking about it if it had one game of the year and so for cyberpunk to be out of that running is a big blow to it as well so uh i I still think it's going to sell a zillion copies it's going to make a ton of money it's probably going to be very very good uh but yeah this is the last fucking thing they wanted delaying it from mid-november to mid-december is a big 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 I keep saying big because I can't think of the word I want to finish this with. Not problem, but disadvantage. We'll go with that. Big disadvantage. Um, I don't know. So anyway, it's just a bad scene. It's a shitty spot for all of them. I feel bad for them because I want to play it. I know a lot of people are excited about it. They obviously, I talk about this on Game Patch. It feels like every week. Like they can't afford to get this game wrong. They can't fuck it up. Uh, but it's just a t- it's just a shitty spot to be in man so i do think it's going to cost them some sales but but i mean that said like <laughs> they may only make 950 million dollars instead of a billion or something like that that game is still going to clean up they're still going to make a fortune off cyberpunk 2077 uh thanks for writing in dave um og big titus wrote in 
and said, man, check out The Mode, and it's all capital, M-O-D-E. Check out The Mode by Terra Onion. It's an optical drive emulator that replaces the disk drive in a Saturn or Dreamcast, soon also a PlayStation 1, but operates off the existing hardware using existing peripherals and so on. An ingenious solution to a failing disk tech and allows one to experience a classic console as it should be instead of a poor PlayStation 1 or non-existent Saturn and Dreamcast mini console. Uh, so first of all, Titus, thank you for writing in, but that's too many big words uh, for the future. When the rest of you guys write into the show, uh, you get three words that can be more than three syllables in your fucking comment. After that, you're starting to burn me out a little bit. I struggle. That's big. That's a lot. Like, like, what the fuck? Like optical drive emulator, fucking, uh, existing peripherals, ingenious solution. I'm non-existent, non-existent. That's no. Come on, Titus. You know better than that. You know I'm not that smart. I made it through that fucking letter, though. Uh, This is a great idea. This is a great fucking idea, man. Most retro game collectors probably know one of the big issues with these retro consoles is that the old disc-based systems uh, eventually burn out. The consoles can't read the discs anymore. And I don't don't know why. I'm not a scientist. I mean, the the laser burns out or something in the disc reader. Ask someone smart about why it doesn't work. Uh, But for those that collect and like playing on traditional hardware, it can be a huge problem. And being able to open this thing up and replace just that disk drive and then fucking a reader or whatever and then get it to work again that's a great idea like i'm real that's a really smart idea and listen like you don't have to worry about the warranty on your playstation one at this point so fucking open it up and go nuts fucking go to town uh great call titus great letter man great write in if you're a playstation one or you're a dream cla- dreamcast collector or you're the the one saturn collector out there look it up it's it's called the mode M-O-D-E, all capitals, by Terra Onion, if you want to replace the disc reader thingy in your console. so. Uh, and then a couple of you actually wrote in this week with game suggestions, and I wanted to quickly uh, bomb through these. I don't mind reading recommendations if you guys want to send them in. Maybe, like, I actually thought maybe this would make a fun new quick segment for the intro. Just a weekly game recommendation from one of you. You know, you send it in, and maybe I'll plug a little, like, not a big AAA, like, don't write in and be like, there's this new game, Cyberpunk, coming, but, like, you know, the little indies, fucking show them some love. I love indie games. I want to see them get some love. So maybe we'll start doing that. If you have any games you want to shout out, write in. Joe Buck wrote in and said, I've fallen victim to the game Raise the Dead. As a part-time gamer at best, I love the storyline. The art style is phenomenal. And even with a little bit of broken gameplay, I can't wait to get back at it. This would wholehearted, I would wholeheartedly recommend this indie game. Uh, so it's spelled Raise, like R-A-Y, like Tampa Bay Rays, uh, like, like Ray Stance, Raise the Dead. Uh, so I looked it up because Joe, you wrote in and you recommended it. It was fucking awesome, but you didn't tell me what system it was on or what the game is. You just told me that it's a good game. Um, so I looked it up. It's on PlayStation 4, PS Vita, and PC. Uh, on Metacritic, it's got a 64 average right now through a few critics. It does look very charming. It says it's a real-time strategy game. It has Joe's seal of approval, and he's actually been singing this game's praises over on our Discord as well. So, so look up Raise the Dead. R A Y S the Dead. And also Wyman Brooks wrote in with a game recommendation and said, I know this isn't exactly retro, but I checked out some gameplay footage for the Angry Video Game Nerd 1 and 2 Deluxe game that was remastered for the Switch and the gameplay and aesthetics both look awesome. It looks to play like a 16-bit Mega Man, but with all the Angry Video Game Nerd jokes and content mixed in. Curious if you've seen any gameplay as I know you like the retro style indie games and have mentioned Angry Video Game Nerd in the past. I think I'm going to pick it up as it's only 15 bucks US. Uh, You know what, Wyman? A few people have suggested that I look at the Angry Video Game Nerd game. Uh, Grunion over on Twitter is always singing its praises and plugging it. A few of you have messaged me about it and brought it up on the Discord and said it might make a good expansion pass review. I have not played it. 
Uh, but it does look pretty fun, and I like the Angry Video Game Nerd as much as the next nerd out there. Like, he's fucking awesome. Uh, so maybe I'll look this one up. Maybe I'll look this one up and do a review of it or something, because it actually looks really fun. And 15 bucks US, I mean, that's a mortgage payment in fucking Canada dollars, but that's still, that's reasonable. I might look that up. And then finally, before we move on to uh, play one, remake one, erase one, as you guys know, it's letter time. It's letter time. And this one came in from Mark Jones over on Patreon, and Mark said, Lately I've been putting off playing new releases and tried playing a few older games that had decent reviews but I had missed out on. First was Ratchet and Clank on PS4. I had never played any of them before, and I was blown away with how good this game was and ended up completing it. I've now started Assassin's Creed Origins, having never played an Assassin's Creed game before, and again, I absolutely love it. Finally, I just picked up the first Nino Nino Kuni game on Switch as it's 80% off, and once again, loving it. It's nice to be able to back uh, to go back to some old games, maybe not considered retro yet and get them at bargain prices and they all turn out to be great fucking great letter mark i've brought this up myself a couple of times but i feel like it's always worth repeating especially now that we're at the end of a console generation you guys if you don't have the cash for a ps5 or an xbox series whatever or you can't find one or you're just waiting to pick one up for a little while when the libraries are bigger whatever dude you can cash the fuck in right now i didn't get a playstation 3 until that generation was practically over and i got some killer games for next to nothing and had so much fun uh i actually plan to do this myself like i'm not in a hurry to upgrade i'm going to catch up on some ps4 and xbox one stuff before i move on i can't really afford to upgrade yet anyway and there's some great shit that i missed out on you guys can game on a budget and you can you can just enjoy the fact that you're saving money you guys like it's you could probably get a ps4 and xbox one period on the cheap right now if you want to because people are selling their old consoles and a ton of their best games are on sale and will probably continue to go on sale like i know for myself i would like to play ratchet and clank god of war resident evil 2 remake ghost of tsushima crash bandicoot 4 doom eternal uh like i would potentially like to play all of those before i move on um that's a fucking great tip by mark upgrade if you want you can still play those games that i just listed and all the other ones on the new hardware luckily they're backwards compatible but if you're not in a position to do so yet do save some cash save your money up and just play some cheap stuff that you missed out on there's bargains fucking everywhere out there right now and it's just going to continue to get cheaper i love that fucking fucking rights mark well done uh okay that's enough blowing this week uh let's get into our smash hit segment play one remake one erase one And as always, a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing our theme music for the show. Uh, The rules are simple, you guys. Each week, I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released. They can remake one as a modern, current, AAA, whatever game. And the third game is just a race from time forever. And this week, in light of our Mega Man 3 topic, it's the Capcom Heavy Hitter Edition. We're talking three great Capcom games. It's Mega Man 2, Street Fighter 2, all versions of Street Fighter 2, Turbo Championship, Super Turbo Championship, whatever the fuck they're called, and Chippendale, Rescue Rangers on the NES. Yes. As always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a correct one. I'll tell you what that is in just a minute. Uh, and also, as always, thank you to everyone that wrote in. I can't read all of them, but I'm going to read as many as I can and rock it through this. And like, and ah, like I fucked up, man, because Mega Man 2 is one of my favorite video games ever. And putting it into this game where it's got a one in three shot at just being erased was a horrible call by me because my feelings have been hurt on the show this week. Uh, and we'll just fucking, let's just start hurting my feelings right away. Staro Praben. And dude, I sure hope I said your name right. That, I, fuck, I, that is a tough name. 
Starro Prabin Prabin. Anyway, Starro wrote in and said, play Street Fighter 2. It needs to be left alone. It's bad, but OG and the Street Fighter series wouldn't be today without this game. Wouldn't be what it is today without this game. Remake Chip and Dale. This would be an awesome open world HD game and delete Mega Man 2. At least that's what my psychiatrist told me to do. Now, of all the people erasing Mega Man 2 on the show here, and thank you for writing in, Starro. Uh, this was the most gentle one. This was the one that hurt the least because I legitimately could see a psychiatrist telling someone not to play Mega Man anymore. Like that, like, dude, gaming psychiatrists should be a thing. Gamers, just imagine a gamer just laying on that fucking long couch, just venting, you know, like just laying there looking up at the sky, hands like, you know, your fingers interlaced, like hands laying on your chest and just like, just it's not fun, doc, you know, like it's just sure it's cool to be a dolphin, but like, why do I have to push rocks? all over the place those big crystals just don't make any sense like i could totally i like that idea a lot man that would actually that would make a great expansion pass adam the psychiatrist just talking people through their gaming problems maybe we'll do that someday so of all the people erasing Mega Man 2 starro you're the least offensive of all of them morgan wrote in and said play chippendale it's a classic remake street fighter 2 because new street fighter pardon me remake street fighter 2 because new street fighter games got kind of shitty and erase Mega Man 2 because it's not Mega Man x like ah morgan fuck i mean you're not wrong morgan x is the best Mega Man game and Mega Man 2 isn't Mega Man x but i can't i can't do it i can't erase it it hurts my heart to erase Mega Man 2 ah no even though it's not, I can't, man. Also, I agree about Chippendale. That game is a fucking classic. It needs an episode of Remember the Game soon. We're going to write that wrong soon. Uh, Ryan Yeager wrote in and said, Play Chippendale. The game is specific to a time and place when the animated series popularity warranted a game, and it should only be played as it is in 8-bit form. Remake Street Fighter 2. Updated graphics and controls and online capabilities. Erase Mega Man 2. There are so many Mega Man games, we won't miss this one if it goes away forever oh god damn it ryan see this one hurts me because the logic is all sound it's i can't argue with any of it chippendale does fit that 8-bit form perfectly street fighter 2 with online and stuff would be dope as fuck and there are so many Mega Man games that you're probably right you could erase two and the series would survive but it's just but you're erasing like one of the best games i know that there's lots but don't erase like erase eight eight fucking sucks i should have put Mega Man eight in this and then we'd all just say erase Mega Man 8 and it'd been easy, but at least it wouldn't have hurt my feelings. I can't do it, man. Luckily, you don't all want to erase Mega Man 2. Scott Brooks wrote in and said, play Mega Man 2, it's 8-bit perfection. 9 and 10 didn't go back to its roots by accident. Remake Street Fighter 2, I think it'd be fun to see it remade in Street Fighter 5's art style. And in round 3, down goes Chippendale. As fun as the game was, it doesn't have the legacy that the other two have, so it's got to be erased. Uh, two things here, Scott. I agree on the Mega Man point. They did go back to that retro NES looking 8-bit style for Mega Man 9 and 10. And both of those games are fucking awesome. So they proved that the formula works. And Chippendale doesn't have the legacy that the others do. I agree with that. And that... that Ah, and that's what makes it so hard because it, like it, like Chippendale constantly pops up on the best NES games lists. And in an era where so many licensed games fucking sucked, Chippendale was awesome. So like it, yeah, I fucking ah, I get I get why you'd erase it, but it sucks. Geek Life Radio wrote in and said, "Play Street Fighter 2. Haven't played this in forever. Used to love this back in the day until Mortal Kombat 2 hit the scene. Re- For the record, I like Mortal Kombat 2 better than Street Fighter 2 as well. Don't block me. 
uh, remake Mega Man 2 and delete Chip and Dale. Not because it's bad, but I have three young daughters, and if I never have to see another Disney cartoon, I would be just fine with that. I See, now, if you're going to erase Chip and Dale, that makes sense. I can't argue with that logic. If I had kids that were watching those shows all the time, I would feel the exact same way. I often wonder if my dad hates Ninja Turtles today because of my obsession with that show as a kid. Um... And you know what? You know what's crazy too, Geek Life? Is you're not the only one remaking Mega Man 2, which is fucking bold. Michael Mathis wrote in and said, Play Street Fighter 2. It's great. Was responsible for the fighting genre being what it is today. Remake Mega Man 2. Hear me out. It's great as is. But don't you wonder how awesome it would be as a side-scrolling game with current-gen graphics? I think it would be amazing. Erase Chippendale. Nothing can rescue this game from the dump pile when compared to the other two. It's fun, but at the end of the day, it wasn't near the level of the other games. Um, And he means Street Fighter 2 and and, uh, uh, Mega Man 2. Now, for the record... Mega Man 11 had pretty good graphics. It was like a Mega Man game side-scroller done up in current-gen graphics. And a lot of Mega Man traditionalists shit all over that game. Which, in my opinion, is dumb. Because Mega Man 11 is a top-five Mega Man game, and I fucking stand by that. I will rank those games someday. Um, But, yeah, so I'd love to see it remade like that. I'd love to see Metal Man in that fucking art style. That'd be so sick. Ah, that'd be so sick. Uh, And you're right. I'm not a fighting game guy by any stretch, but Street Fighter 2 is borderline gospel with fighting fans, fighting game fans. So that's, I get it. That's fair. Uh, a couple more. And then we're going to shut this down. I promise. A couple more. I like to read as many as I can. Uh, Mike Malawaney wrote in and said, play Street Fighter 2. This is cheating because I believe it's already been made, remade already. I actually didn't know that. Uh, remake Mega Man 2. I'd love to see an updated Mega Man game on an Unreal Engine. And delete Chip and Dale. I always preferred Alvin and the Chipmunks. Fucking Mike. Mike, I would block your ass for comparing Chip and Dale to Alvin and the Chipmunks if it wasn't for two things. A, I like you. And B, I like Alvin and the Chipmunks quite a bit as well. So it's not as offensive as it fucking should be. But you're you're on thin ice, my friend. Thin fucking ice. Matthew Davis wrote in and said, play Mega Man 2, don't mess with perfection. Remake Chippendale, jazz it up a bit and it'd be a great Switch game. Erase Street Fighter. Aren't there like a dozen versions of just the second game, not to mention all the other Street Fighter games? Enough already. So I agree with Matthew Davis's order here. And I'm going to get into that in two seconds and why I agree. Play Mega Man, Chippendale Remastered would fit on the Switch like a bun around a hot dog. And there are about a dozen Street Fighter games this is oh yeah this is my only problem there's a dozen street fighter games but there's also like 3,000 mega man games so like i'm down with the racing street fighter but we can't i can't do it because there's too many when i'm keeping mega man for that so we need a better reason than that uh and i'll get to that stupid monkey this is the last one wrote in and said this is tough as these are all good games that i remember fondly play mega man 2 because it's awesome and a classic remake chippendale as we can always use more fun cute platformers erase street fighter 2 i liked it as a kid but at the end of the day it's another fighting game that i don't have any real connection to agreed listen i know that the street fighter diehards are losing their minds at the idea of erasing Street Fighter 2. But you know what? That's how I feel about erasing Mega Man 2, you sons of bitches. So Stupid Monkey and Matthew Davis nailed it. You guys win the prize this week. You play Mega Man 2 because that game is perfection, and if you're erasing it, you might as well just erase my fucking soul. Plus, it's my favorite game of these three. Then that leaves you Chip and Dale and Street Fighter 2. And this is hard. Because listen, the gamer in me knows that Street Fighter 2 is an infinitely more important and superior title 
to call or to, to Chip and Dale. I understand that Street Fighter 2 is a bigger deal, but a ton of you came in here praising Street Fighter 2 and erasing Mega Man, and that shit isn't happening on my watch. No fucking way. Now, just imagine as I was giving that speech right there, the stuff I just said, imagine that I pulled out a pistol and I blew Street Fighter 2's head off like in a movie. I didn't even turn and look at him. I was just talking to all you guys about how it's sacrilege. I took out the gun and... And everyone just stopped and was like, what the shit? So I just erased Street Fighter 2. So now you all know how it feels to have one of your favorite games erased. And then I'd remake Chip and Dale because I like that game and I want to hear the theme song again. And nothing happens to Mega Man 2. And that's my answer. And the show is over. Well, like, play one, remake one, erase one. I just, fuck, I can't erase. I can't do it. I can't erase Mega Man 2. There's no way. Uh, but thank you to everyone that wrote in. I'm sorry I can't read every of them. I, I hope that segment's not too long. I like reading those. Keep playing. I'm going to keep reading them. And uh, unless you're Stefan, you're probably fine with it. Uh, Okay, what have I been playing? And then we're going to talk Mega Man 3 because, uh, man, he is mega. (laughs) See See what I did there with the transition? Uh, Anyway, uh, what have I been playing over the last seven days? Wasteland 3 still on my Xbox. I love it so much. I tried streaming it the other night just to show you guys what it was all about because nobody's fucking talking about this game. But it's a hard game to stream when nobody else knows how to play it because you gotta. there's a lot to explain and stuff like that. Um, but I fucking love it. I'm just starting to resent it because it's so big. It's like Witcher 3. I love Witcher 3, but I'm like, I'll never finish this. Fucking game is 700 hours long. I desperately want to finish Wasteland 3, but I also want to start playing other things. So I'm still playing it. I'm, I intend to finish it. Uh, I'm also still playing Hades on my Switch because it's fucking rad uh, and it was a gift and I fucking love it and it will make my game of the year contenders list, no question, because it's so much fun. And then I started playing Zombies Ate My Neighbors on my SNES because I played it for a stream last week to see what all the fuss was about because everyone talks about it. And I got really angry streaming it, but then every time I play it, I get less angry. And now I get the praise. I'm really digging it. Um, I try to play a game of it a day. When I have time, I sit down and put a half hour into just playing one more run a day. Every time I do, I'm starting from scratch, no passwords, no save states. I'm getting into the mid-20s levels right now, I'm going to finish that fucking game. And then we're going to do an episode about it, and uh, and I'm going to give it a pretty good review, because it's pretty fun. And that's it. Long enough fucking intro, you guys. Let's get, let's talk Mega Man. Um, I bet, I, you know what? I bet you if you're good at Mega Man, you could beat Mega Man 3 before this podcast is over. Like, if you started the podcast and started playing Mega Man 3 at the same time, if you know where you're going, you could beat Mega Man 3 before this episode is over. Um, I like to give you nerds a chance to share some of your thoughts on the games we're going to talk about before I indulge myself. And a few of you wrote in. Dave McGee said, I was never lucky enough or rich enough to own Mega Man 3, but I did rent it a lot. I love this game, but never beat it because I was the dreaded little brother, or because I had the dreaded little brother. So I could only play so long, and then he had to have a turn and never played Mega Man. Luckily for me, the Mega Man collection's on PS4. I downloaded them, and now I can finally beat some of these games that I never got to beat as a kid. Fuck you, John, and fuck every little brother who never helped their older brothers beat rented games. Uh, I agree with that fucking statement entirely. And frankly, as the older brother in my house, fuck the little brothers that whine and cry when they can't beat levels and need us to do it for them too. Little brothers shouldn't be allowed to play video games. Fucking locking that in right now. Only the oldest should be allowed to play. Brothers or sisters. I don't fucking care. I'm no, no. Little brothers can play when the older brother is out doing fun things. And little sisters can play when the older sister is out doing fun things as well. Otherwise, the younger brothers and the younger sisters can fucking sit in the corner and watch us and use the unplugged second player controller and think that they're playing with us. That's what you can fucking do. 
I should use that for an ad. Something about the unplugged control. Anyway, uh, Scott Brooks wrote in and said, This gem of a game solidified me as a lifelong Mega Man fanboy. The new gameplay mechanics that were introduced, like I can slide, blew my 10-year-old brain away. The bosses were cool. Rush was awesome. And this seemed to be the first Mega Man with a story that I could follow along with. Uh, I thought after following up Mega Man 2 with this game, Capcom could do no wrong with this franchise. Spoiler alert, uh, they did. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that, Brooks. Uh, I mean, I still like Mega Man 4, 5, and 6 as well. Uh, I like most of Mega Mans, but, but I agree that Mega Man 3 was probably the peak of the series until 9 came out, like 100 years later. So yeah, I, yeah, fucking, I agree with that. Andrew Wright wrote in and said, Mega Man 3 was the game I had the most fun playing on the NES. The levels were fun and challenging. Weapons are fun to use. The bosses were memorable. Glitches, slowdowns, and all. Mega Man 3 is easily in my top three NES games, and on any given day, I may make it number one. I agree 100%, Andrew. In fact, I actually I ranked my top 20 NES games on an episode of Expansion Pass a few months ago, and Mega Man 3 fit uh, quite quite nicely near the very top of that list. So you can hear that for $2 a month at patreon.com slash remember the game. Snuck one more in there, but I agree with you, Andrew Wright. Fucking rights. And then finally, Ryan Bashore wrote in. I hope I'm seeing your last name right, Ryan. Is it Bashore or Bashore? Anyway, Ryan wrote in and said, This was always my second favorite Mega Man title right after 2. Introduction of Rush, which I thought was a neat addition to the series mechanic-wise. Amazing soundtrack. And always loved the Snake Man stage. And that is a great way to fucking kick this off. Because Snake Man is awesome. Rush is a fucking hero. And the Mega Man 2 versus Mega Man 3 debate will live on forever, including in this podcast. Bradley McHugh and I are about to talk a lot of Mega Man. Let's cue up some fucking awesome music. Because Mega Man music always fucking owns. And let's talk Mega Man 3, which originally released on the NES on September 28th, 90. Let's go. of the telephone device once again is one half of the brothers McHugh and that is Bradley McHugh longtime guest and supporter and friend and Patreon and all those other good things of the show how's it going buddy I'm doing good man how are you I am doing as good as I can considering it's, it's like late in the evening it's pouring rain and I'm not allowed to go outside because of the world pandemics and stuff I'm doing okay I was playing video games it's nice to do this this way though because like uh when we podcast this way we can do it late at night if we want to I can be in my underwear and have and drinking liquor, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, I'll be, I'll, I'll be. I, I, you know what? Here's the. I'll give people a little bit of a behind the scenes peek. And remember the game industries. I have been wearing a bathing suit as pants all day, and I'm sitting here right now <laughs> in nothing but my swimming shorts. Like I'm not wearing a shirt, nothing. I've just got my bathing suit on, and uh, yeah, I'm. Li- I have life by the ass. I'm feeling good. I've- I've never respected you more, Adam. Thank you. Never once. Thank you. It's, yeah, that's <laughs> no. the exact opposite take my girlfriend had when she saw that I was just wearing a bathing suit all day. But that's She's like, okay. you go in swimming? And you're like, no. Yeah, I was like, no. Or maybe in video games. And that, <laughs> you're like, I just haven't done laundry. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. She's like, you're a fucking loser. Um, <laughs> but you know who's not a loser? Mega Man and Proto oh, Man and Rush. And we're talking Mega Man 3. It's been a long time. Well... 
Okay, let me paraphrase that. I was going to say it's been a long time since we talked Mega Man on the show, but you and I covered Mega Man X3, I don't know, 10, uh, 15, 20 episodes ago, and that game kind of stinks by yeah, Mega Man. It's, it's, not, it's not as good as I recalled it from when I was a kid. No, by Mega Man standards, it's a little subpar. By, by, by yeah. video game standards, it's okay, but by Mega Man's lofty standards, it's okay. Yeah. But that's that's also it's a great illustration of how different the regular series and the X series are because while Mega Man X three is not that great of a game, Mega Man three is maybe the best one. Yeah, it is. Okay, so uh, so two quick footnotes. One, the last time we covered a good Mega Man game on here was episode ten, and that was when we covered Mega Man X. We covered Mega Man 2, I think, on episode 5 or 6. We covered Mega Man X on episode 10. And then there was a whole lot of Mega Man drought. And then we struggled through Mega Man X3. But today, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking Mega Man 3. And I am putting this in ink. I'm putting my foot down. This has the Remember the Game Industry seal where it can't be changed. Mega Man 3 is the best Mega Man game in the original Mega Man series. The only Mega Man game better than this is Mega Man X. You know what? I was literally about. I thought you were going to say it's the best Mega Man game, and I'd be like, "Well, Mega Man X." Yeah, but no. you, 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 you made sure to get that in there, and I appreciate that. And I'll um, tell you, but yeah, I, I agree. This is um, as far as like the original series go. This, this might be my favorite one. I love it, and I'll tell you, listen, because I know we have listeners that think two is better, and I know for a fact we have listeners that think four is better because you have reached out to me and told me that two and four what the, the predominant game four. Four's I like four, but four. four I want to save that. Fine. I'll save the Mega Man Four chat for the inevitable Mega Man Four episode. But four is when the series started to change. That was when we got the Mega Buster and stuff, and that's when things got a little funky. And Mega Man yeah, that's Two. When you could, that's when you could like uh, you could charge it. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. I which I like, but it changes the game. Okay, it just and also does. It, it makes the game a bit easier because you get a free hit on every robot master. Oh, it makes the game a lot a bit easier. And Mega Man <laughs> Two, well, an absolute masterpiece. Mega Man Two is the second best of the regular Mega Man games. Mega I, Man, I would agree with that. Yeah, would you? Yeah, three two. Yeah, three. Two. I think I think it's three two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I think I think nine also would be close. Yeah, that's my top three. It's in that order, it would be three two nine are my top three Mega Man games. And then yeah. my and then my takes get funky and people start getting angry. But 329 <laughs> and I think most most and listen again if you don't agree with me it's fine fucking let me have it on Twitter or whatever. Most Mega Man purists would have some order of 329 in their top 3 Mega Man. Fuck Mega Man 9 was so fucking good. So dude, good. Splash, Splash Woman, dude? Yeah. Splash Woman? Yeah. Love I, it. I adore Mega Man 9. But this isn't 9. This is 3. And listen you guys, 3 is a big deal. Okay, and we'll get into is, like yeah. we'll get into the robot masters and how rad they are, and we'll get into the game and how rad it is because it's more Mega Man and stuff like that. Mega Man Three. One of the reasons this is my favorite game in the series, Bradley, is because this is the game that introduced Proto Man. And yeah, I it introduced a bunch of shit actually. Yes, it did. It introduces. Does it introduce Rush? I believe it. Yes, it does introduce Rush. Yeah, you got um, you got Rush for the first time, which I want to. We'll talk about Rush later, but I have a lot of questions about Rush. You, will you say anything bad about Rush, and we're gonna have? I, a no, I have I have nothing bad to say about Rush, okay. but we'll get we'll get to it. I have a question. I have a few questions about Rush. So the first thing, like I so Proto Man, Proto Man, if you don't know, is Mega Man's older brother, but you play through it most is, of this game not knowing who he is, and he keeps just randomly showing up, and most of the time you got to fight him in these kind of crappy little 
early mid boss fights where he just hops back and forth on the stage. Like quite frankly, yeah, he, those fights have something to be desired. They are pretty lame. Yeah. Um, he just jumps back and forth and you just run underneath him and then shoot him. But then there's other, a couple of parts where he shows up and like blows up an entrance for you to go through or something. And you're like, what? Yeah. What the fuck? So you're like, who is this guy? What's this guy's story? And then at the end of the game, you find out that he is Mega Man's older brother. And I never, just before we get into Mega Man three, I have to rant. They never really flush out proto man. Like, no, you, no, no, not not in this game, at least. I don't think they do. I, in my opinion, they never do a good job of it. It really irritates me. Did you ever watch the old Mega Man cartoon? Yeah, of course. Yeah, the the classic dude. I had it on DVD as a kid. Me it was too. Weird. Yeah, and he was he Proto Man was in there, and he was like Wily sidekick, and he'd always call Mega Man little brother. But there was the odd time where Proto Man, you could tell that he like kind of wanted to help Mega Man. And I was like, dude, Proto Man should just be this series anti-hero. Like he should just be the total yeah, badass. Like Meta Knight. Yes, exactly. He should be Mega Man's Meta Knight. He should be to Mega Man what uh fucking slap nuts in Mega Man X. Uh base. Yeah. What base is base. in uh, in Mega Man X. That's what he should be. And I just don't feel like they ever really do anything with him. And it really fucking irritates me because I am a huge Proto Man fan. He is so rad. I'm well, done my rant now. Proto Man, Proto Man is cool because he's wearing sunglasses all the time. Always. And a cape. That's a, I, it can't, can't take him off, actually. In fact, it's programmed into his face. Yeah. But the shades are so dope. He, the cape is dope. And his trademark whistle is fucking awesome, too. Yeah. But then, uh, but then uh well you know we'll talk about the ending to this game later but like the it is the ending's bananas yeah the um is weird it's like it's like crazy bananas but like proto man is just such a weird thing because you had mentioned it earlier but yeah every time he comes in and you have to fight him you're like oh here we go and he just rolls over yeah you shoot him a couple of times and he's like ah you know what you got me yeah. And you're like, okay. And you got to remember that this is back. This is pre-internet. This is pre-cartoon show. Like, this was the debut of Proto Man. So if you rented this game as a kid instead of... I don't know if they mentioned in the instruction book because I don't. I never owned this game. As a, you, I assume you didn't either. Like, I only ever rented this game. I, I actually... I own this game now. I own oh, the, okay. the original... I have the original cartridge right now. But do you have the instruction book with it? That I do not have. Okay. All I'm wondering I, is if at some point somewhere they explained who this guy is. Like, they, other like than they, just... it's, well, it's like in like the original Legend of Zelda. Like, there's so much shit in that instruction booklet that like only makes sense if you have the instruction book. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so this game, like at the very end, and we'll get into the end. Like you said, it does explain who Proto Man is. But for the whole game, you have no idea who the fuck this weird looking semi Mega Man looking robot is. And I just he just rolls up and tries to kill you sometimes. Yeah, and it really irritates me because the story in Mega Man One and Mega Man Two is fine, but it's just classic. It's you know Wiley turned these whatever. robots bad, yeah. and you know it is what it is. I really feel like one of the things they did in Mega Man Three that makes it so special to me is they really this was when they started to build on the universe and they started to try to add. This is when you got Rush, and this is when you got Proto Man and stuff like that. And you didn't know. And, exactly. and Doctor Light is more of a character in this game than the previous two, I would say. Yeah, like I like, like to me, this game comes across as they realized, hey, we can't just. I mean, I mean, we can just keep releasing these same games, but we can't just keep releasing these same games. Like we've got to put at least an ounce of meat on the bone for a reason for these games to keep happening. And they didn't really have which to. Is, like I would have kept playing, yeah, them, but I'm glad they which did. Which is why I think which is why I think nine is good, because for a while they actually kind of forgot that. And then it's like every game they made, they're just like, 
All right, guys. Mega Man 6. Here's uh, eight robots. Uh, you beat them all. You get to fight Wily. Bon appetit. Yeah, and that's and it. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And this one, they really did try to, to flush out a little bit of a story. Plus... Like, and you brought it up. That's a great segue just into what the game is. Like, dude, Bradley, the Mega Man formula, I don't, it's like, the, it's like Big Mac sauce. Like, I don't get why I like it so much, but I just, I just, I adore the formula to a Mega Man game. Right from I the ag- start, where you, the, the, where you have the character select screen. I love that character select screen. Like, oh. the thing, The thing that I admire about Mega Man is that, Mega Man operates the exact opposite way of any other video game as far as difficulty curve goes. The first level that you play in a Mega Man game will always be the hardest one you play. Yeah. It will always be the hardest one you play and everything is just da- it's like it's like gets easier from there. And the fact is and the thing is is like that might be annoying to some people because the game gets easier as you go. But I actually find that rewarding. Like the game's rewarding you for your hard work. Yeah, it's dude. It's uh, there is there are few feelings in gaming as satisfying as going in the right order of a Mega Man game and starting out being like fuck, 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 and then by the end you're just oh, you know what it is? It's Mega Man. Mega Man played properly is like a jawbreaker where it starts out just awful, but then by the end you get to that gooey center and it's super easy to chew on, and you're like, I earned this. And that's what Mega Man, that's the worst analogy I've dropped on this show. But that is what it is. You're right. It, you're right. It's a reverse difficulty curve. Because I'm telling you, and I, and I would recommend this to anyone. If you've never played a Mega Man game, or maybe you haven't played all the Mega Man games or whatever, uh, first of all, skip eight. You don't have to play Mega Man 8. It's fucking terrible. Oh, oh the PlayStation terrible. one? That one's good. No, fuck you, Bradley. I, fuck, I hate that game. The one where you're on the beach for the oh, whole game? That I, one's good. Fuck, I hate that game. And my second piece of advice would be, don't. Do not look up the robot master order until you're completely stuck because you like that's to me what you get like, I guess if by chance you've never played a Mega Man game, the game starts and then after usually like a brief ass semi story, it just goes right to the, the select screen and you can pick from any of the eight robot masters that you want and you can play them in any order and each of them is going to be supremely weak against one of the other eight robots weapons because every time you kill a robot master, you get to use one of their weapons and, and like in your artillery, like Mega Man, um, I don't know how you would like, he like inherits the code, I guess. And then you can do another one of those attacks. Yeah. And, and so like one of the keys to do, uh, to having a good run in a Mega Man game is knowing the order to go in. And, uh, and once you get frustrated, sure, look it up because it's Mega Man games are always worth playing through. And once you know the order, they're fairly, I don't want to say they're, they're easily beatable, but they're beatable. They're beatable. Here's the thing is that, um, I, like I'll be, I'll be real with you here for a second. Um, I did not Google, um, uh, boss order but i did play this on the legacy collection and goddamn, i would be lying if i said that i didn't use save states no but that's okay that's fine yeah like like when i got to the boss i was like okay and there's a certain boss that we'll talk about later where i'm like man i i don't understand how you could do this without save states but we'll talk about that in a little bit yeah yeah but i, I know, use yeah. i use i use save states between each, but before each boss so that i could really try out all my different weapons and really fuck around with them. And 
I don't think I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that if that game was made now today, that's how it would be. No, yeah, exactly. Listen, here's the so thing. I'm fine with it. Save states, and I've said this on the show many times, and the, the save states are in the Constitution at Remember the Game Industry. Save states will always be allowed here, okay? Particularly when you're playing old games like Mega Man. Because guess what? When you were a kid and all you had was Mega Man, you had nothing but time to fucking one at a time go through each level and figure out the order and figure out what week against who and blah, 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 blah. As a grown person... I was going to say as a grown man, but we have both. As an adult, you've got shit to do, all right? So save well, like, states eliminate that, and that is totally well, that's, okay. That was, that's what was really pissing me off when I was playing this game because I was I was thinking back and I was like, how in God's name did 12-year-old Bradley just play this game as intended? How the fuck did he have time to do that? Yeah. Oh, fuck me, man. Because the thing about it, and like, and listen, to me, part of the charm of Mega Man games is the difficulty. And I don't care what anybody says. I get that Mega Man games are difficult. I agree that they're difficult. They're not cheap. Castlevania is fucking cheap. Ninja Gaiden is fucking cheap. Those games where they hit you and you literally bounce back a third of the screen and then die, that's cheap. Mega Man is precise. And if you get good at it, it is a walk in the park and there's that it rewards practice and it rewards skill and it's not cheap. And once you've played one Mega Man game, you know goddamn well what you're getting into when you pick it up. You know it's gonna be hard. And and, and maybe like maybe this is just me as like a as somebody who plays who loves Mega Man. But maybe this is just me being crazy, but I didn't find this one that hard. No. I, it's it's pretty hard, but it's not it's not like Fucking Mega Man Five, that shit's hard. Yeah, see, like, uh, well, I always think of one. Like, one is always the one that pops up. One is fucked. Hard. I've never beat one. I'll never beat one. Fuck one, dude. One, it's too hard. One is vicious. By two and three, they were kind of figuring out the balancing and the secret sauce to making it playable. I don't find three. Okay, so here's the thing. I find it's, it's the... harder than two. It's harder than two for sure. Yeah, it is harder than two. Although I will say, I don't think I've ever played two on difficult mode. Uh, so maybe it's, I don't know, maybe, it, but the thing is, is two has metal man and two has metal man's blade. And once you've got that blade, that game is a walk in the park. It just is. That blade is so <laughs> overpowered. It's not yeah, even it's fun. fucking, it's so iconic that it's in smash brothers. Yeah. I Fuck fucking it. love that blade, but Mega Man three, I found like, so the eight robot master levels, I find, I don't find the levels hard. I do find a lot of the robots hard, not all, but a lot of the robots hard. But the thing about this game is once you beat the eight robot masters and you get into Wily's castle, and start going through Wily's castle. This game peppers you with energy tanks. Like, oh yeah, the e tanks are fucking everywhere. Yeah, and I, that dude at the beginning of this episode, you started talking about the reverse difficulty curve on this game. I was because it'd been a while since I played this before I played this to get ready for this podcast. And uh, like, I probably play through them all every couple years, the Mega Man games. But I, I had forgotten about the fucking smorgasbord of e-tanks that this game gives you in Wily's Castle. And Wily's Castle can be vicious, but in this one, I was like, this is... It's almost like they're rewarding me for beating the eight robot masters because it's really easy with all those e-tanks. Like, whereas I don't feel like there's hardly any e-tanks in the regular, like in the eight boss games, like, levels. I don't feel like there's any e-tanks in the Yeah, no, I, yeah, like, I think, I think there's one in... I'm trying to think which one it was, but there was, like... Because, like... <laughs> There was one level that has like this crazy, um, this crazy water section with like these whales. And every time I got to that section, I was like, rush, jet, 
I'm skipping the fuck out of this part of this level because I'm not playing it. Oh, where you're like, where it's like in outer space, like it's all black and there's the water. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's a Gemini, Gemini man, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So that's one thing about this game is, uh, you know, because we'll get into Rush. Uh, so Rush, if you don't know, is Mega Man's dog. He is awesome. He's introduced in this game. And then as you play, originally all he starts out is his Rush Coil. And that's where you can call him down and he's like a springboard and you can bounce off him. But then as you get into the game, you can unlock the ability to make him into a, a submarine and you can unlock the ability to make him into a jet. Uh, Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me right now with what you just said? I need you to understand how pissed off I am at what you just said. And here's why. Because... I knew you could turn him into a jet and I knew you could turn him into a fucking springboard, but I could not for the life of me figure out what the fuck that second one was for. And you're telling me it was for a submarine. <laughs> yeah. It's rush Marine. And then he's in the water no! and then, and then you can just steer him around in the water. Like he's a jet, but they don't call him rush Marine. It's rush M period. Yeah. But that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it's rush Marine. He can, sw- he's in swim. He's a good boy. But it never says Marine. Does it, does it say Marine? But Brad, no, I don't know if it does or not. Uh, maybe it does when you unlock it. I bet you then it does. Like in that screen where it shows you the power and then it says you got, you know, tornado spin and rush jet or and rush. Mer- maybe it said it there. But no one's ever Fuck, watching I'm, the screens because that's when you're getting a drink or taking a puff or whatever. Is that dude, I'm pissed. Lost. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing, you know. Um, I'm, 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 but yeah, he can, he can, boy, Rush is a good boy. Rush is the dog. He's a good boy and dogs can swim. That's just I feel like it would have made the game easier had I known this. Sure does. And only, but no, listen, here's the thing. Rush Marine is only useful in like two or three instances and it actually runs out really fast. It's kind of a pain in the ass. I will say the Rush jet in this game is pretty overpowered. Like, Oh, it's, it's cheap. Yeah. Once you turn him into Rush jet, then you just steer him around the screen with the four directional buttons. And as long as you could keep picking up energy pellets, you'll never run out of rush jet whereas in future iterations of rush jet once you turn him into the jet and jump on him he's always going forward and then you can just steer him up or down which infinitely balances out uh what he can do because you're right it's so overpowered in this game but i just it's so hard not to use it because it's rush and, and it's I, like and the I, best I did use it to like get over parts i didn't feel like playing yeah, me too. I, I've never used it to cheat my way through the game. Not that there's anything wrong with it. I just think it would be boring. I'm like, to me, like what I get out of Mega Man is the like the satisfaction of the challenge and of making the jumps and the fighting and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't want to fly over everything. Um, yeah, that's 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 actually a good point. Like there are points in this game that like the rooms in this game that really mean nothing to me because I jetted right over them instead of actually taking the time to play through them. Yeah, it's like it's like playing Mega Man like or Mega Man. Whenever I play Mario 3, I never use the P-Wing because I'm like, well, this is just stupid. Like I'm like, I'm not even playing. This is just baby mode. Just waste the level. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel with Rush Jet. But there are instances where Rush Jet is pretty fucking handy. Uh and he's just, I fucking love Rush, dude. I love the way he's like, I love the way he's animated. And then when you call him and he just looks so happy to be there to help you and fucking, I just adore, I adore Rush. Like when we got yeah. Molly, I wanted to name her Rush and her art name was already Molly. And I was like, we should change it to Rush. He's our dog now. And my girlfriend vetoed that. But yeah, Rush is, like, I adore that dog. It's a tough veto, dude. That's a tough veto. Yeah. You know what? I I had to chew long and hard on if this was the hill to die on. I remember my dad saying to me that, <laughs> saying that to me once. He was like, when you get in a long-term relationship, he's like, every time you get in a fight, just ask yourself, is this the hill to die on? And he's like, and if it is, then you just dig in your feet and you just let, you just take it. But he's like, just ask yourself long and hard first. 
And he was like, yeah, if is naming my young female brown dog Rush, who is a red, I assume male robotic dog, the hill to die on? And it's like, probably not. I'm sure I'll need this favor later in life more than right now. <laughs> um, so, okay. So I feel like, I don't know. I like, I don't know what else there is to say about Rush other than he's fucking awesome. He's, he's great and he's very useful. And now I wish I would have known how useful he really, and I, I don't think I knew that as a kid either, that it was a Rush Marine. Yeah. I don't know how I knew that, but so, I have, yeah, I just, I've always that's, known that. That's how, that's why I said earlier, I have questions about Rush because I couldn't figure out what the fuck <laughs> the second well, one like in some later games, they get rid of Rush Marine because it's just useless. Like you never, there's two or three instances per game where it's actually useful. So like in later games, they just kind of dump it. Rush Jet and Rush Coil. I mean, Rush Coil, you basically start most games with. And then Rush Jet Rush is Coil hella is pretty handy. useful. Damn right it is. But Rush Marine is pretty, it's pretty shitty. So yeah, it's. I, th- yeah. I found myself running out of Rush Coil a lot in this game though. Is that is that something you had also? Yeah, yeah. Because like, and that's one thing that I don't want to say I don't, like okay, I I I'm all and that's it, oh, it hurts my heart to criticize Mega Man Three, but I have one. Rush Jet should absolutely have an energy meter where it runs out, just like one of your boss weapons, and you got to pick up more energy to keep it full. I'm okay with that. Same with Rush Marine, although it's frustrating when you get stuck underwater and you can't find any energy. Rush Coil, all it does is springs you up in the air. I don't really feel like it's that useful in combat too often. Yeah, I don't feel like that. That shouldn't have a power meter. Like, just let me fucking... Because it basically takes you out of the game. I have no weapons left other than my shitty little blaster. I can't use any of my boss weapons. Just let me use my fucking springboard if I want to. You know what I mean? No, like, I, I, I agree with that completely. 100%. I don't get why that has to have an energy meter. But that said, what the fuck? Are, like, were you just, like, trampolining on them? I don't know if I've ever run out of power with them. <laughs> like, were you just, now, bou- were you just is- bouncing on them? Shitty thing is, is that I want to go over and kind of recap all of the, the robot masters, but I forget, like, I just played this game, but I forget a lot of the levels. Um, well, right, like I remember the Sparkman one, which is like that one, which is the Sparkman one is great because it's super unique. Yeah. Um, whereas in, it's like, you're on the basement 20 of this, uh, this facility, you have to get to basement or, uh, you have to get to ground level to fight Sparkman. That's great. That's awesome. However, that being said, this game has my favorite robot master of all time accompanied with my favorite level of all time. What do you think it is, Adam? Give me your best guess. It better be top, man. It's not top, man. Uh, it ain't top, man. Snake my man? My favorite. What's that? Is it snake man? It is snake yeah. man. Yeah. I love snake man. He's, my mo- he's the most fun boss to fight. His level is fucking awesome with the giant snakes. It's so good. I love Snake Man. It's my favorite robot master in any Mega Man game is Snake Man. And I know a lot of people are, are, are big Cut Man or Metal Man fans, but there's something about Snake Man that really just takes my heart. Yeah, Metal Man is my favorite from Mega Man 2, but Snake Man, like when I, I, I actually went to Twitter, I don't know, a few weeks ago and just asked, hey, who's your favorite robot master? And Snake Man popped up a couple of times, uh, and absolutely legit answer. I do. Metal Man's my favorite because I love his weapon. And quite frankly, Snake Man's weapon sucks. As awesome as Snake Man is, his weapon's pretty shitty. But I, I kind of like his weapon where he throws the snakes and then they fucking run the perimeter. Yeah, I fucking they just and then they just I don't I don't like his <laughs> weapon. But I will say he is a top three designed 
uh, robot master in the history of this game. With that giant snake coming over him, and he's huge, and he's got that fucking shit-eating grin on his face, and he's just... <laughs> yeah, I totally, I agree. Snake Man is fucking dope. I, uh, the reason I said Top Man... Uh, nobody's favorite robot master is Top Man because he every robot or every Mega Man game has a bitch. Like once you figure out who it is, like Chill Penguin in Mega Man X, everyone knows there's somebody you can start the game with who's easy to beat. And once you realize how easy Top Man's pattern is to predict, he is such a pussy. But the trade-off is that his weapon also sucks complete and total. His taint. weapon sucks so much dick, but also. Maybe is the best weapon in the game. We'll talk about that later. So, okay, yeah, we will, yeah. So Top Man just is a top, and he spins, and he shoots spinning tops. I still, to this moment, don't know why the weapon he gives you isn't shooting spinning tops, but whatever. The reason I thought maybe Top Man was because he's easy to beat. He actually looks kind of cool, considering that he's, like, there's, like, a Snake Man and a Gemini Man and Needle Man, and this guy got tops. Like, that's his thing, is that he got the, the top. But the reason I thought maybe him was because his level is clearly a grow-up. Like, clearly, yeah, with yeah. no questions, he's growing a ton of marijuana in his level. Which, um, is, which is the level that has, like, all of the bees, because that's my least favorite one, I think. I want to say Hardman is the one with all the yeah, bees. Yeah, you know what? I think you're right. I think it is Hardman. Hey, don't drop bees on uh, dude those bees suck so much ass because there's five <laughs> the of them and they fly, in the game. yeah they fly all over and the one problem with mega man this is where i as well as much as i think the mega buster is a little bit overpowered it would come in pretty fucking handy to shoot a giant shot at those swarms of bees whenever <laughs> they fucking come at you because i hate those fucking bees i agree and, like, with you 100 i hate them i think it's in the hard man stage but i hate them in the hard man stage but i hate them even more in wiley's castle because when they drop them in wiley's castle it's like on these crazy, uh, these crazy platforms that really you can't really maneuver too much to like aim at the different bees. So you're going to get hit no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. You're constantly like jumping. And you know what? One of the things, and I'm, I'm just looking at the, so I mean, we can go over any of the other ones you want to go. There's Mega Man, Hard Man, Top Man, Shadow Man, Spark Man, Snake Man, Gemini Man, Needle Man. I want to say that like Mega Man 2 had Woodman where you got the leaf shield where you always had a shield floating around you. And Mega Man, I want to say 4 had Skull Man, which was the exact same power. A lot of Mega Man games, one of the weapons is a shield where you get a rotating like whatever floating around you. I don't believe this one has that. No, nothing nothing like that in this game. And boy, the, that would help the against this fucking The closest thing would bees. be like Top Man. That fucking but... spin. Yeah, yeah, like the spin jump, like that would probably be the closest thing. So that's okay. Um, Let's okay. Just I want to get into that top man attack because most Mega yep. Man attacks are some form of he shoots something, and either it's like a big shot, it's a little shot, it's something that climbs walls, it bounces off walls, it's homing like Magnet Man, um, and then occasionally they give you an attack uh, where Mega Man, like it's his body. Like I want, I can't remember who it is. But I know in one of the games, your slide, which also gets introduced in this game, which we could talk about in a minute. The yeah, slide, yeah, yeah, I was going to mention that. The slide is literally your weapon. It like turns it into like a big kick. So when you slide, you're throwing like a big kick. Um, That's cool. Yeah, it's like, I'm like, all right, I dig it. You don't want to, not every weapon is a shooting thing. You found a way to weaponize his body. But that fucking top man, top spin, <laughs> you hit attack and Mega Man spins around like a top and anything he touches gets hurt. But it runs out of energy in like one attack. 
I I fucking I like. Do you like that weapon? I hate that weapon. I hate it so much. I it's not my favorite. I wouldn't say it's my favorite. I think it's useless. It's as useless as his fucking <laughs> fight is. Mega Man just spins around like a top, and anything he touches kills. But if you're not really fast with it, you use the entire thing up in one attack, and then it's just gone. And you're like, oh yeah. Like there's actually another weapon that I have a problem with, and um, let's actually talk. I want to talk about like a certain aspect of this game that's unique from Mega Man Two because clearly they were trying to distance themselves. They wanted to have the same sort of like. Um, formula, but they distance themselves from Mega Man 2 in the fact that after you beat the eight robot masters, you actually have to revisit four of them. Um, oh, yeah, you go, is, yeah, you go back into the four levels again? Yeah, you go back into the four levels and they're harder versions of the stage, and each of those stages has two bosses. See, now that, what you just brought up, that, I mean, I love Rush, I love the slide, I love Proto Man, I love the fact that they've decided to try to make a story out of this. To me, the thing that puts Mega Man 3 ahead of Mega Man 2 in my book ahead of anything else, and some people feel like it was kind of forced, but I don't give a shit. I, I love it. Is that I, once lo- I like it. The callback. So you fight the eight robot masters in Mega Man 3, you beat them all, and then before you can go fight Wily, you got to play four more levels, and then in each of those levels, you fight two of the eight bosses from Mega Man 2. And I think that is like i don't remember the first time i experienced that as a kid and i don't know if i would have known Mega Man 2 well enough to realize that's who it was but now i'm like that's so sick that you were able to call back yeah and so you get to like fight the the spirits of the eight robot masters from Mega Man 2 in Mega Man 3 and i that to me is the key that's what puts it over the top cuz to me i don't like to me the coolest thing about any Mega Man game is the robot masters i think most people would agree with that like this, the, the eight is, masters can is, make or break a game this is the mega man equivalent to in pokemon gold and silver when you get to go back and fight the first eight kanto fucking gym leaders again that's what this is yeah i fucking i love when games do this shit man it's it's like it's such an awesome callback but there is one problem with it and it really really annoyed me when i was playing the game what's that is that there's one boss fight and i think it's in the sparkman stage one boss fight that's weak against the magnet the magnet man weapon and almost Every single fucking time I would run out of magnet power before I could kill this fucking guy. So I'd have to switch over to the Mega Buster and just start having to like actually strategize where I was standing, which I'm not used to in Mega Man because once I have a weapon that can kill you in three hits, I'll just hit you three times with it. But I actually had to strategize because your magnet even if you hit every time will run out before you can kill him. Right. Yeah, I get that. And, and those magnets dude, like I will say, cause I'm usually one of my favorite weapons in most Mega Man games that have them is like whatever the homing weapon is. Like the, a lot. The, yeah. The Magna one is good, man. Yeah, it is good, but I do find it hard to hit. Like it, it's hard to be accurate with it sometimes. Cause it doesn't like in a lot of Mega Man games, when you have a homing weapon, you shoot it and it like can go at any angle, you know, any direction. It'll just follow the bad guy and hit him. The magnet, it only goes up, down, left, or right. There's no diagonal to it. So you shoot it, and it's like forward, up. And so if the bad guy you're trying to hit jumps over you and you shoot it, forward, up. But if he's moving toward you, he may have jumped so far that when it goes up, it doesn't catch the back end of him as he's jumping over. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. It's just a little this bit game, inaccurate. This game also does this thing that, that happens in a lot of Mega Man games, but like anytime it happens in a game, it pisses me off. 
where sometimes a boss's best move is just to walk right into you. I hate that. I yeah. hate this shit. I hate that in any video game. It doesn't matter if it's Mega Man, Mario, some of my favorite games ever. The only, like, I don't mind if a bad guy touches you and it hurts you, but when that's their attack, I'm like, okay, that's not, like, if you're gonna make it, there, if you're gonna make the guy's attack, like, like Needleman in this game, I'm okay with him touching me to hurt me because his whole gimmick is that he's made of needles and one of his big attacks is he puts his head down and extends his needles at you. And I'm like, all right, that makes sense. But when the bad guy's attack is literally just to walk into you, I'm like, fuck right off. That's bullshit. Yeah, fuck fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. How does he Uh, not take damage then? I touched him. That that being said, now that I recall it, the Needleman stage is my least favorite stage ever. Like, in, in this particular game. I fucking hate that stage. It's so hard. Like, the the hedgehogs that shoot the needles at you, you might as well just take a hit every time. Yeah, I hate those fucking guys, too. As soon as you get well close enough to shoot them, they start spinning. Yeah, I fucking yeah. hate those guys, too. That oh, Okay, I wanted to quickly go back to that. Because we were. I don't remember how it came up, but we were talking about the levels in this game. Uh, it might have been because we were talking about how... Oh, yeah, if you've never played Mega Man 3, I'm serious. Look up Top Man's level. It is so clearly a fucking greenhouse, like a grow-up. It's not even funny. Like, the whole yeah, level pretty is pretty similar. Just, yeah. Uh, I I don't hate the levels in this game, but I did find the levels, like, quite short. Some of them are quite fast, which kind of surprised me. I didn't hate it. It's not even so much a criticism. I just... There was some where I was like, wow, that was... That's it? Like, that's okay. Wow. Um, just, yeah, it's just, just a minor thing. I just, I had, I had to grieve it. So I grieved it. That's all. No, no, I, I agree with that. There are some levels that are like, there's some levels that feel like they're like 20 hours long. And then there's some levels that feel like you're like, Oh, I just breezed right through that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just feels uh, a little unbalanced. There's one level. I don't remember which robot it's actually attached to, but there's like one level that's like this lava level. And I was like, lava level, this is going to be challenging. And I fucking walked right through it. Yeah. It's funny how sometimes you go into a level and you think like, as soon as you see like what the level's about, you're like, oh, this is going to suck. And then it turns out to be a piece of cake. And then other levels where you're like, oh, this might not be so bad. And then it just bends you right over. And you're like, oh, well, the, fuck me. The, the Gemini level might as well be a fucking level out of like a, a Sesame Street video game though. The Gemini level is fucking easy as hell because <laughs> They have all those bubbles, and when you shoot the bubbles, they spawn enemies. And when you spawn those enemies, you shoot those enemies, and they fucking, like, all give you one-ups. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of like... All of them. You can cheap out in Gemini Man's level and just stock up on lives and refill any weapon you got and stuff like that. Absolutely. But (laughs) they... (laughs) they're like hey we'll give you five six seven lives in this in this world no problem we'll give you all the lives you want in this level but guess what when you go through that giant mechanical door at the end of this level you're gonna need those fucking lives son get ready because gemini man will fuck you up or no wait it's not gemini man is it it's shadow man yeah shadow man will fuck you up yeah pardon me no gemini man okay so yeah same exact statement i just made where i tried to sound cool but then they're like yeah go ahead and take all the levels because eventually you're gonna have to go fight shadow man pardon me that's what i meant to say shadow man will fuck you up i think he might be the hardest like boss master fight in a mega man game it's insane if we're not talking if we're not counting mega man x3 then yes i would agree with that oh fuck me otherwise it's every fucking fucking one in Mega Man x3 yeah i agree with that but like yeah shadow man fucking wrecks you and like ah uh, 
and, and I don't even know how to explain it. Like, a lot of his attack is that fucking super annoying, oh, I touched you. I fucking hurt you. I touched you. But uh, Jesus Christ. Like, I had his weakness. I had E-Tanks. And I same thing. I saved state right before I go in, just in case. Uh, and he still fucking worked me a couple of times. Yeah, Jesus. and there's a, and the thing is, is that most of the bosses in this game, if you have their weakness, they're a bitch. Yeah, yeah, they're a huge bitch. Yeah. But Shadow Man, yeah, I'll agree, he's pretty tough even with the weakness because he jumps around so much. Sit still and let me just fucking plow your weakness into you, my guy. Oh, dude, I just quickly found a list online, and they rank the five hardest and five easiest Mega Man bosses. And I just want to see. So the easiest Mega Man boss in Mega Man history is Chill Penguin from Mega Man X, which makes sense. Dude, really? Even even fucking easier than Splash Woman? Uh, yep, that's what they got it down. They have him, and then Bubble Man is number two. What? Uh, Not even Splash Woman is so easy. Splash though. Woman is easy, but so is fucking Chill Penguin. Like yeah, Chill Penguin true. is pretty shitty. All right, I'll give you that. Number one hardest Mega Man boss. Shadow Man. And the article says, I'm, I'm, this is on GameRant.com. This robot master is just way too fast. The speed at which he goes makes it hard to think on your feet. And even though there is a method to his madness, its patterns are such that you would need Jedi reflexes to dodge them all. What's more frustrating is the way that Shadow Man baits your muscle memory. As he slides at you, a normal reaction would be to jump over him. Shadow Man knows that, so he jumps too at the last second. This battle is both stressful and frustrating, a combination that makes it the toughest in the whole series. And I completely forgot how fucking rough this battle was. And then I got in there, weakness ready. I'm like, all right, let's fucking, Jesus, worked me, <laughs> worked me. And then in classic Mega Man fashion, which is another thing I love about Mega Man games, right near the end of Wily's Castle, you have to fight the eight robot masters again. It's a tradition. Um, and it's a tradition that I love. Because you can fight them. You don't know which, which boss you're about to fight when you go into a chamber. And then usually either every boss or every second boss gives you a big energy capsule to kind of fill you back up. But when I came across him in that thing, at least I had like 12 energy tanks at that point from Wily's yeah. Castle. Because I was like, oh, I do not want to fucking fight this guy again. Fuck me. He's so, okay, so vicious. Is, so should we talk Wily's Castle at this point? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Let's talk Wily's Castle. Because like, here's the thing. Wily's Castle is the best level in this entire game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. For as weak I, as I, I feel think, like some of the other ones are, his castle's rad. I, I thought, I thought that Wily's Castle was like, oh shit, I'm sorry, smacked my mic around. Did that make a terrible sound? Yeah, but it's okay. <laughs> um, Wily's Castle is the best level in this entire game, and here's why: is that Wily's Castle is a reward not only for you getting through the eight robot masters but the eight fucking Mega Man 2 Robot Masters also. Yeah. And so it's pretty easy. Yeah, by the time you get to Wily's Castle, you've beaten 16 Robot Masters. So you're pretty yeah. warmed up. You've got a bunch of weapons. I will say, like, so some one of the criticisms some people throw at this game is they felt like tacking the eight Robot Masters from Mega Man 2 on were just there to kind of add fluff and extend the length of the game. I don't agree with it, but I understand what people are saying. I will say... Yeah. It's not a game breaker. I think it would have been fucking awesome if they had given you the eight robot master weapons from Mega Man 2 and you beat them. Like if you had had 16 different weapons you could pick. From. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'm not angry they didn't put it in. doesn't break the game. I'm just a little, I'm like, dude, that would have been so sick. Just give us Metal Blade. You can turn down the strength of it and stuff, but give us that fucking blade. But you're right. Yeah, that would have made Wily a little easier. But like, 
So here's the thing: is it the first stage of Wiley's Castle is a water level, and then you have Kem, uh, what is it? Ken, Kenagaro Maker is like your boss there, and he just like shoots out turtles. Oh yeah, and you have to kill the turtles as they get released. That's how you heard of is killing the turtles. That's the easiest boss in the entire game. I agree with that. And you want to know something, Bradley? That level is a piece of cake too. If you just cash in Rush Marine, because he's his sub. And you know what? Here's the thing. I already didn't have that hard of a time with the level, no, but I know. now I know it's even easier somehow. I fucking love that you didn't know that. So that's sick. that's what I love about this game. Is that this game is like this game rewards you for yeah. your good behavior. Yeah, dude. They're like, like, look, you got this far. Let's. It's where Wiley's Castle. Just have fun. Yeah, that's really what it is. Like, and because the like, even without all the e tanks, I don't find Wiley's Castle that difficult. And then when you add in all the E-tanks, uh, it's like by the time you get to the part where you fight the eight robot masters and then go after Wiley, you're fine. Like you're going to have that enough a, E-tanks that, that you're going to be laughing. That was a cake. I didn't even use E-tanks at that point. That was a cakewalk. I was saving my E-tanks. And we'll talk about why that was dumb as fuck, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. But here's the problem with Wiley's castle is that you got your first level. It's a water level. And then you, uh, Kenagaro maker, you fight him super easy. What sorry? What, you is, got your, what is that? Ken, I've never heard that before. Kenagaru maker. I've never heard. Yeah, that. it's like it's like uh, Kamigaro Kamigaro maker. It's like the like the name of like the animal that he makes. I oh, think. I see. Okay, all right. Robot turtles. I learned um, something. Okay. And then and then you get to like the next level, and you're like, oh, this is also really easy. And here's where the problem starts. And you get to the part of Mega Man Three that is the hardest fucking thing in the entire world. And that is fucking Yellow Devil. God, God damn it, dude! <laughs> Fuck the Yellow now, Devil, dude. It, he's so hard. I, okay, listen. Like this is gonna make. I'm not flexing. I swear to God. <laughs> I compared to the now. This is excluding the cheat. There's a way you can cheat him in Mega Man One and beat him in like one turn if you want to. Correct. Yeah. But if you don't do that, I find him infinitely harder in Mega Man One than I do in Mega Man 3. And the reason for that is because in Mega Man 3, you can slide. And I just find that to be, I know the order that they're going to come at when he shoots all his body parts at me. And then when he goes the other way, he just does the like, um, you know, where they bounce in three or four columns. And I just find yeah. with the slide, I get the timing down. Like, I'm just saying, like, I don't find him. He's still a, he's a pain in the ass, but he's, he's so iconic here. that I, I love him because he's such an iconic villain. But the problem, my problem is, is that like I had, I, I, like last time I played this game was fifteen years ago. Right. So I didn't remember anything about this. Thank Christ for Mega Man Legacy Collection on Switch and the fact that it has save states because I would not have been able to do this. <laughs> I would not have been able. I'm like I can't even fucking fathom how twelve year old Bradley was like, yeah, let's play this level over and over again. And then get one chance to fight this incredibly difficult boss. And if I fuck it up, I play the level again. Yeah. Absolutely, that's correct. And I'm certainly not saying that he's uh, easy by any stretch. I'm just saying, like, I really do feel like the slide makes him a little bit more tolerable. Because when he's shooting his body at you, there's only two... Um, yeah, there's uh, two levels that he can hit you Where at. he can hit it's you, like, right? And you can either jump yeah. him or slide under him. And I just get so into the zone with that. Dude, I fucking... We haven't spent any time on it, and we're gonna get through Wiley's Castle, and then I don't. We're not gonna have time to go back to it. It's okay. But I'm telling you, the slide. For as much as I'm like I'm lukewarm on the Mega Buster and the charging thing, I fucking 
adore the Mega Man slide. I I love, love I love it. the slide. I don't need a run button. Just let me slide under stuff, and I'm fucking the, cool. The slide button was a great addition to this game because it allow and they and the, what I love about this game is that they never tutorialize you, and no Mega Man game really ever does. No. They just sort of throw you in, and they're like, all right, there's some new control to this one. Figure it the fuck out. Like, Mega Man X, there's, like, um, this amazing point in that game that I love so much where you – it's right at the beginning of the game where you get dropped into a hole, and it's at that point where you're like, well, I've played Mega Man, but what the hell am I supposed to do here? And you're like, oh, I can wall jump in this yeah, game. Yeah, oh, and, like, and Go ahead. And this game does that, like, a few times with the slide where they're like, all right – here's this little hole. How are you going to get through it? And you're like, Oh shit, I can slide in this game. Yeah. And with the NES controller, like realistically you have four arrows and two buttons. Like there's only so many, like there's, you're (laughs) going to find it. There's only so many combinations. I will say one of the reasons that Mega Man X is my predominant Mega Man game is because like the, the, the slide, as much as I love the slide, I love the wall climb even more. And I, I, I do I do agree that I think Mega Man X might might have the edge over Mega Man three. But other than that, I think this is I honestly think this is the best Mega Man game because it's like all the robot masters are fun. All the levels are fun. Yeah. Um, even like even like the ultra hard stuff, like later in the game with the uh, <clears throat> the revisiting is also fun. Even if it's hard, it's fun. And then Wily's Castle is just straight fun. Like that—that's what's so good about Mega Man Three. It's a fun, basically from start to end. Yeah, it really is. Like to me, Mega Man Three is the Super Mario Brothers Three of Mega Man games. Like I, I know, I completely agree. Right. Like I know there's a four, five, six, and I like four, five, and six. Uh, I mean, four to me is the best of those three. Five is okay. Six. I respect what they were trying to do with six, with the whole you can turn Rush into part of your body and stuff. But six was just kind of weird. Um, yeah, it gets it gets it gets a little funky. Yeah, I would it say. does. But I think three was like it was just the it was the peak. Like I fucking I will never get tired of playing this game. I fucking adore this game. And like you said, Wily's Castle. Like as I sometimes dread, dude. I'm telling you, it, like to me, Wily's Castle is like the final castle in an RPG. Sometimes I get to them and I'm like, I don't want to do this because I'm like, then the game's over and there's no more robot masters. There's no more weapons. Like now it's just fighting. But uh, I actually really enjoy Wily's Castle in this game. And then I actually, I will say, I actually really like the Wily fight in this game, too. Like, I thought yeah, that the Wily fight in Mega Man 2 was kind of a letdown. I think the Wily fight in this game is fucking awesome. But let's, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a sec. We'll get to that in a sec. Because um, I, I, I do agree. Um, but uh, after that, after Yellow Devil, which is the biggest bitch in the, that's the hardest boss in the whole game, <laughs> for sure. You get holograph Mega Man, oh, and yeah. he's he's a bitch. Yeah, he fucking he, he his weakness is get this the Mega Buster. Yeah, you yeah. suck, dude. I, I thought the concept of that was rad, where you have to fight a clone of Mega Man. But yeah, and you have to figure out which of the three clones is the real. That's the hard part. Like once yeah. you once you like because they they they're on three different levels and they run back and forth they shoot at you then they disappear then they show up and run back and forth and you can only hit one of them per turn and so you kind of yeah. just got to guess so like honestly I don't know how you do it I just stay on the bottom and just keep shooting at the I, bottom one I just I I memorized the pattern I knew it was like bottom top bottom middle top and bottom oh I see and, okay. And I think I think you can beat him within like three times of him showing up. Yeah, once you like, if you figure out which one you're supposed to hit, and you just hit him with the Mega Buster, yeah, you fucking you work him. I love the concept, but he was really easy. He's really easy. I forgot. But about then that you fight. get to 
but then you get to like the there's like two different Wiley fights. There's like a fake Wiley fight, which is like Phantom Wiley, um, and he's like sort of in. And the whole level, like the whole level, is just the fight. Like there's no level attached to it. There's just this fight where Wiley comes in and he's got this like weird machine that like pushes nails into the ground as it moves. Yeah, he's like a, kind of like a big this, crab, kind of. Yeah, and this fight is fucking easy, dude. Yeah, it's, it's a walk easy. in the park. Yeah. You just use the Sparkman on the first half of the fight, and then the second half of the fight, you just use um, uh, uh, Rush Jet. Oh, I dude. never did that. I never even thought of that. Because, yeah, because you can't reach really? so him easy. on top. Yeah. It's it's so easy to just use Rush Jet and just, like, plow him full of the Mega Buster. It's so easy. Yeah, if you never played it or if you don't remember, he's, like, a giant, like, crab thing. And so once you f- kill, like, the yeah. bottom, like, once you kill the first, because the first phase of him is is a complete walk in the park. Then the second yeah. phase, you have to hit him on the top of his machine where he's in his dome. But you can only hit him when he comes down. So, like, he'll walk along and then he'll slowly come, or he'll quickly come down and go back up. And when he comes down, you can hit him. And so I would just wait for him to come down and then blast him. I never even thought of that because Rush Jet is so is so overpowered. You could just park it right up top and just fire away at him, and he can't do anything. Absolutely. I never thought of that. Especially because his weakness in the second half is hard knuckle, and because hard knuckle like sort of stays a, stays in one space yeah. for like a second and then launches. You have to time it so perfectly. So it's like, you might as well just use the Rush Jet and just plow him full of Mega Buster. Well, there you go. See, I taught you Rush Marine, and you taught me... I never, I, I can't believe I never even thought of that. I would use Hard Knuckle and blast it, and then, yeah, you just have to get the timing down because you, like, release it, and it sits and floats in the air for half a second before it takes off like a rocket. You just have to get the timing right. Um, so right at... Yeah, and, so, and, that's, and that's great. I love that boss fight. I think it's, like... A decent difficulty. It's not that hard, but it's not. It's not. It's not easy either. I wouldn't say. No, I but agree. Then with you that. have. Then you have the final boss of the game, which is the Gamma Robot with actual Doctor Wily in it. And um, this is probably my only criticism, of Mega Man Three, because I really like this game. Uh, don't make a game that hard and make the last boss that fucking easy. Yeah, he's well. He- oh. Fuck, dude. But what's rad about him? So like the very final version of Wily that you fight, it's like a full screen robot, and he's got these two hands, and he's right up at the top in his little dome. And basically, like when the hands come down, you have to jump on top of them. So when they go back up, you can ride them up to where he is. And then his weakness is Snake Man. But Snake Man's shots, like as soon as you fire a snake out of your gun, it goes like an inch on the screen in like a little jump, and then just goes right down, like it's weighted down. Oh no. Dude, I'm about to ruin your fucking life because I'm going to tell you something that you don't, you, you maybe you don't know. What's that? Oh, Top Man? Top Man? Yeah. Top, top man. man one shot them. Yeah. But I, I, when fucking I got, one shot them. When I got there, I had no Top Man left because I had used it in the eight, I forgot to fill it back. I forgot all about it. You're right. You can Top Man him. But even if you don't you Top Man him, the Snake Man thing, you can kill him with like a dozen snakes and he can't touch you. Yeah, you, you can kill, like, you kill with a dozen snakes, but with Top Man, it's one shot. I really am. Yeah, that's. I love when they put in those little Easter eggs where, like, it's like how Metal Man's own Metal Blade will kill him in one shot. Like, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. some of those little things they do. Uh, I don't. You just got to make sure you're refilling everything. Yeah, yeah, you do. I don't know, especially because in that in that last room before the Gamma Robot, they give you like two E tanks, a fucking one up, and a ton of recharge for yeah, your. Yeah, they they load you up, and then at that point, you've also got like. 80 other ET like there's no way you're not going to beat Wiley 
And I yeah. don't know why that is. I don't know because I'm sure it was like, like, dude, like this is the third Mega Man game. These guys knew exactly what they were doing when they made these. And I don't know why they decided to make Wily easy. Like why the game would be hard and then they'd be like, you know what? Throw him a bone. I don't know. Maybe they wanted to make sure that whoever got there finished it because then you got the little Proto Man, you know, epilogue and kind of knew the backstory. Yeah, the ending where it, it where it kind of explains that Proto Man and Mega Man were brothers and that Proto Man saved you from Doctor Wily. Like, yeah, because the castle. Know, like, like, and, and, go ahead. And it's cute, and then and then you look off into the sunset and there's Proto Man's face in the sky. Yeah, I I, I, so I, so, I hate that. So I love that. Like, yeah, like the the like the the Wily's fortress is like collapsing in on top of you guys and everything like that. And then Proto Man, you hear the like the whistle and Proto Man pops in and like saves you guys. Uh, and then at the end of the game, Mega Man's looking off into the sunset and Proto Man's face shows up in the sky. And I was like, is oh, Proto so Proto Man, Proto Man is a god? Like, what the is, fuck? Is it, what's going on? Is he dead? Is this Mufasa? Dude? So I, yeah, I hated that. But then I will say, uh, and again, this is them respecting, I don't know, maybe they thought originally it was just going to be a trilogy. Because I love that they throw the Mega Man 2 bosses in. And then as it's showing like the end credits or whatever... Uh, all the different robot masters from the last three games, one at a time, go across the bottom of the screen, and you see that they've all been serial numbered. And so, like the six Mega Man bosses from from the original Mega Man game are two, three, four, five, uh, six, seven. And then you find out that Mega Man was number one, and then you find out that Proto Man was number zero, and he was that Proto like prototype Proto Man. Yeah. Uh, and I love that. And I saw that. And like, as a kid, I would have been like, Oh wow. And then it's like, and then they don't really do a lot with it. Like, I know he shows up in later games and stuff like that, but I really would have liked to have seen that flushed out better. I really think they could have done a lot more with it than they did. Yeah. Maybe he'll be in the, the upcoming film Mega Man. I hope so. I hope so. I, I don't know if I even want that film, but, um, but dude, I, dude, I don't want it, but I'll see it. Yeah, I will too. In a heartbeat um yeah dude that's yeah uh, like we're fuck that was an hour of Mega Man talk already dude this game this is by far the best Mega Man game and like here's the thing i mean I, I love Mega Man i do i love Mega Man and it's really hard for me to say one uh, say, uh, and i'm talking regular series here because obviously Mega Man x is the best Mega Man game yeah but like it's hard for me to say that there's a game better than Mega Man 2 but especially after this replay i'm like Oh no, the best one is three for sure. Yeah, it, it is. has to be Mega Man three. I mean, to me, like when you're comparing the best Mega Man games, it's you're literally comparing slices of the same pizza and just deciding this slice was better because it had more pepperoni on it. Like they're all I, good. Like I'm about I'm about to say I'm about to say something like fucking crazy, especially if you know me well enough. I think Mega Man three is better than both the NES Zelda games. Oh yeah, and I, I'm a huge Zelda fan. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. I, dude, dude, it fucking kicks the shit out of those games. I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything in case somebody hasn't heard it yet. But on a recent episode of uh, Expansion Pass, I ranked my top twenty NES games, and you guys all know what a hard on I have for Mario. I adore the Mario games, but a couple of uh, Mega Man games found their way into that top five with Mario. Because they're so good, they like. And the thing is, is like, not only is the is the concept great, where you get to fight the able robots any way you want, get their weapons, blah 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 blah. The characters look cool. I think, especially for NES, and these are earlier NES games. Like the NES games, fucking like the graphics look great. The gameplay is tight as shit. The soundtracks bang. Like I don't know, one of the, the hardest controls things are in- perfect, and that's what's great about NES Mega Man. Controls are perfect. Yeah, I agree, dude. I just recently, 
and we're going to wrap this thing up in a minute. This has been a long episode. Uh, I recently, because on the Sega Genesis Mini, the Mega Man Wily Wars are on it, and it has Mega Man 1, 2, 3 remade for the Sega Genesis. Uh, and I was like, oh, oh really? Well, I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to play these. And they look rad, because they look, you know what they look like? They look like, as like you know how Mario 1, 2, and 3 looked in the All-Stars pack, where they just gave them that facelift? That's what Mega Man- Are you Man- fucking shitting me? Is this real? Yeah, it is, but like- the Genesis controller, the D-pad, is not precise enough for Mega Man. Oh, the amount no. of times I would go down when I tried to go left or whatever was, it didn't like to me. Oh no! Like the NES controller is the perfect pairing to games as tough as Mega Man because the NES it's so hard to not be precise with the NES controller because it's so primitive and basic and squished in and tight and rock solid and it just plays into these games so well. And in case you can't tell, we both really, really like Mega Man. Yeah. So I fucking love this game. Um, that, that actually makes me sad, though. Like, I almost kind of don't want to play the Wily Wars. Like, that doesn't sound fun to me. I mean, if you've got a Genesis Mini, it's worth playing them. But I wouldn't go out of my way to look them up because the control, I just found, like, I gave up on the first one right away because I was like, I, I can't. The controls, the, the D-pad is just too loose for my liking. Maybe that's just a personal touch, but I just need, I need those, I need that fucking snare drum tight, precise controls somebody- to play Mega Man. Now, if Capcom had done the right thing and re- and released Wily Wars also on the Super Nintendo, uh, you might have me there. Yeah, then they yeah that would have been mint. But instead, you might have got, got me. Instead, they gave us Mega Man Seven, which is better than fucking people say. That's an episode for another day. But Mega Man Seven, I don't, is a good I don't mind Seven. Anyway. Seven's fine. Um, Not eight. Okay, so you know what we've got. I'm scoring it out of eight isn't good enough. We have there's sixteen Robot Masters if you count the original two. Uh, the original ones from two. So we're going to score this thing out of 16 on a scale of one to 16. What score would you give the iconic Mega Man three? It's my favorite Mega Man game. And I love it so much. How many of you say 16? Yeah. 16. Let's let's do 14 robot masters. There are a couple of points where I was like, no, fuck this game's too hard or, Oh fuck. No, this game's too janky where I almost gave up. But then I was like, no, this game, I think I'm, I think I'm full of shit here. I think this game is good. So Let's give it 14 out of 16 Robot Masters. It's the best Mega Man of the original series for sure. Snake Man's the best Robot Master of all time. Don't fuck with me on that. He's the best. Snake Man's the best. He's the best looking Robot Master of all time. And the most fun to fight and one of the best weapons. I I, I genuinely think that that weapon is good. We're going to butt heads on this, but that's okay. I do like Snake Man. (laughs) Uh, You know what? Yeah, I'm going to give it 15. I'll give it 15 out of 16. It loses a point for not being Super Mario World. And I've done that to a few games where I'm like, the only problem with it is that it's not Super Mario World, so it doesn't get a perfect score. But it's fucking... It's not Mario World. It's not Mario Kart 8. It's it's not those two games. It's not the best game of all time. But it fucking... Yeah, I adore this game. And I'm telling you guys, the Mega Man Legacy collections go on sale all the time on PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo. I mean, I would recommend getting both one and two. The first Legacy collection is Mega Man 1 to 6. The second Legacy collection is 7 through 10. Both of them are great collections, but if you're really cheap or broke or hard up for cash and you're only going to buy one, get the first Legacy collection and make sure you play 2, 3, and 4. If you, if you don't play Fuck 1, 5, and 6, le- you can live without it. Fuck the second Legacy collection. Although, the second Legacy collection does have 9, which I, is good. It's got 7, 9, and 10. I like all three of those games. I just hate 8. I just hate Mega Man 8. That's the one. <laughs> I fucking That game is such a wart. I hate that game. Eight is- so bad dude it's so fucking bad why is it that bad and speaking of warts on iconic series do not say the name of the title but we're about to i'm gonna hit pause and go get a drink of water and then we're gonna record our second episode 
But don't you fucking say what game I'm, I'm it is. Pissed, don't I'm, you? I'm pissed you called this game a warp, but I, we'll be talking about it. I know it's going to chap your ass. We'll be, uh, Bradley, thank you for doing this. And to all of you guys, we're, we're going to hit pause and then we're going to record another one. But, dude, thank you very much for talking Mega Man 3 with me. I appreciate it. No problem. I, it's fucking it's my pleasure. I love Mega Man 3. That is going to do it for this week's episode. Bradley, thank you so much for talking Mega Man 3 with me. And every single one of you hot dogs out there listening to my voice right now, thank you so much for listening to the show. If you're enjoying what we're doing, you guys know i got to plug it one more time. Please consider supporting us on Patreon. It's only $2. It really fucking helps me, you guys. This is my full-time job now. I don't have 10,000 supporters. i got like 132, and you're all super awesome. But that two bucks makes a huge, huge difference. You get tons of extra podcasts, the shout outs, submit questions. You guys know all this other crap by now. This Sunday's expansion pass will be me looking back at the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, this current gen, some of our favorite games, some of our favorite memories. I'm going to be reading a bunch of your memories as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. You also get early access to Game Patch and all that other stuff. Um, Patreon.com slash remember the game, $2, please consider it. Also, we have a P.O. box. I never bring it up, but we have a P.O. box. You can mail stuff to us if you want to. The address, you can find it at rememberthegamepodcast.com, but the the address is Remember the Game, P.O. Box 69181, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, T6V1G7. And I don't need any giant gifts, and please don't send me a bomb or anything, but like a postcard, a letter. Dude, if you guys send in actual physical letters, you're goddamn right. I will read those letters on the show. You'll instantly get the letter time letter spot if you send me a handwritten fucking letter. You're goddamn right. Um, and I'll probably send you a remember the game postcard back because I don't know because we're friends we're pen pals now um, and then check me out on Twitch I stream there Tuesdays Thursdays and Sunday nights you can find me there uh, member the game not remember member the game over twitch.tv I play lots of old video games and chat with you guys and it's lots of fun but a side note there will not be a stream this Thursday night because I'm on the road for cal- uh, for comedy so uh, yeah if you could just say a little thought of prayer for me that that goes well I'd really appreciate it because it's a pretty big show and I'm not fucking ready for it uh, and that'll do it. You guys, Game Patch 11.0? 12.0? I don't even know. The next episode of Game Patch, I'm doing so many podcasts these days, I can't keep track. But the next episode of, of Game Patch will be hitting the, the internet Friday for Patreons, Monday for free feeds. Expansion Pass will be up on Sunday, and I'll be back in seven days with episode 123 of Remember the Game. Thanks for listening. Take it easy. Clean your controllers. Wash your hands. Look out for giant hornets. Don't breathe on each other. Wear a fucking mask. Be safe. And I'll talk to you again soon. Cheers. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I just could not produce the content I'm putting out every single... Fuck. No, you know what? I'm going to leave that in. Normally, I'd edit that out. But no, we're going to leave that in. You guys get to see... You guys get to hear the bloopers this week because I don't feel like fucking editing that out. But Remember the Game really is presented by our Patreons, you guys. And I mean it when I say that I couldn't be doing what I'm doing without all of your help. Three podcasts a week, three streams a week, videos, all that other kind of crap... You guys are making that happen. So I want to take a quick moment to thank every single person that's sending me at least two bucks a month over at patreon.com slash remember the game. So a ginormous thank you to our newest Patreons, Tim the Batman Real, the Giraffe, 
and Jared, along with Aaron Kapal, Aaron Lawson, Adam Anderson, Adam O'Sharello, Alan C., Alex Martinez, Andre, Andrew Halepchuk, Andrew Wright, Andy Baker, April Zane, Arpad Bodos, Ashley Cronenbitter, Bader Barhumi, Ben Bulio, Ben Busha, Ben Drinkin, Bradley McHugh, Brandon O'Brien, Brian McKay, Brian Medeiros, Brian Ransom, Bullfrog, Charlie M., Chris Campbell, Chris Fleury, Chris Wilson, Christopher Russell, Chuck Schlarp, Corey, Craig Rutt, Crash Bandiquit, Chris Knife 007, Dan T, Danny Vega, Dario Ullman, Dave L, Dave McGee, Dave Thompson, David Ray, Desert Tortoise, Divalk, Duhow, Doug Dorn, Doxor, Dylan, Eric Cannard, Evan Refuse, Fraser Burns, Gary C, Geek Life Radio, Grimpy, Henri SJA Flash, James Clark, Jason Adams, Jason Cortez, Jay Clutch, Jeff Johnson from Game on GNT, Jeffrey Mathis, Jer Bear, Joe Buck, Joe Gillespie, Joe Mack, John Doskus, John Quack, Jordan, Josh Morgan, Josh from the Press Start to Join podcast, Kate Roberts, Casey Rarick, Keegs, Kevin Chincholo, Kevin Donlin, Kevin Hufford, Cryptovox, Kyle Paul, Lane Orr, Leon Napscog, Les Wine, and Luca, Mackenzie Wheeler, Mark Jones, Mark McHugh, Mark 209, Matt McLean, Matthew Davis, Michael Mathis, Michael Haig, Mike Malawaney, Miklos Blackshaw, Miles from BringBackRetro.com, Morgan, Mr. Impressive, Mr. Nick, Nathan Trombley, Nathan W., Nick Sills, No Juan Cares, OG Big Titus, Retro Ghosty Ghost, Rex, Robert Fuchsia, Robert L., Rome 21, Ryan Bashort, Ryan Kinchin, Ryan Yeager, Scott Brooks, Scott V., Sean Razine, Sharonic, Slick Rick, Starro Prabin, Stupid Monkey, Super Mary Ho, The T Word, Thomas D. Reynolds, Todd, Tom, Tony, Travis, Trevor Hillier, Tyler, Very Cool Dude, Vincent L., Vladstein, White Burrow, Wyman Brooks, X Water, Yamcha, and Zane Donovan. I fucking did it and I didn't fuck any of them up. I don't know if anyone's even still listening right now, but if you are, you're a goddamn hero. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you guys all again soon. Cheers.